Today on the Wind Chill Factor podcast, we'll take a look at the Bills roster and how Brandon Bean has been very busy again. We'll also say happy birthday to Coach. We'll take a look around the AFC and the AFC East and how things shook out during free agency. All that and more next on the Wind Chill Factor podcast. What's up, everybody? My name is Justice Radford. You're listening to the Windchill Factor. This is Built in Buffalo. And today, you know, we're just going to talk about everything that happened throughout the week. Just kind of a recap. Um, free agency uh, being made a lot of, I think, good moves. Uh, he brought a lot of our team back. He also uh, <clears throat> upgraded the few parts who he didn't bring back. Um, at least I feel like they're upgrades. Um, we're we're going to talk about a few possible rumors, uh, a couple rumors, some um, some rumors that could potentially be beneficial to us. Uh, but let's just jump right into things. Start with the probably the biggest news would be the Emmanuel Sanders deal. Emmanuel Sanders uh, is coming to Buffalo. Um, he doesn't like blue cheese and he made that known on Twitter. Uh, and then he went to a store and tried some blue cheese and acted like he liked it, but got back in the good graces with Bill's mafia. So we're all good. I don't know what the obsession with blue cheese is, but, uh, it's, it's a huge thing in Buffalo. So I respect it, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, he is, wow. Emmanuel Sanders. Playing for Buffalo Bills is interesting. You know, I've always watched him, and he was kind of like one of those guys that just could do anything. He could do everything. He was like Steve Smith, almost just like um, short and can really just go get it. Like, you know, he uh, does not have a problem going over the middle. He does not have a problem going up and getting the ball. He plays a lot bigger than what he is. Uh, He's shifty. He's quick. He's fast. Um, he is old, but um, you know that allows us to come get him at a discount. Honestly, so probably better for us. And you know we're not expecting him to play long term here, but you know we're chasing the title right now. Uh, we have a good core group, um, so um, the pieces we bring in, you know, the the extra pieces to help them to help the core, the core group ultimately win the championship is gonna probably come in and out of some years and um you know Emmanuel Sanders is gonna be pieces like that uh sad to see John Brown go I thought John Brown could be one of those core pieces but uh that's probably not gonna happen obviously uh he signed with the Raiders um but Emmanuel Sanders uh, <clears throat> I've been hearing a lot around the uh Bills Mafia Twitter group um that is an upgrade I don't necessarily I don't know I feel like it's a lateral move uh Emmanuel Sanders is cheaper um Emmanuel Sanders uh hopefully can be healthy more healthy than John Brown because John Brown's had problems with that um John Brown wasn't really a go get it receiver um he he definitely could make the play from time to time uh, I don't think it it happens 
for John Brown as much as Emmanuel Sanders. I feel like Emmanuel Sanders, I've watched him film and he, he, he'll go get the ball. Like, uh, it's, it's a pretty, um, it, it's, it's a constant, steady occurrence. You know, it, it happens often. Um, so I'm really excited to see how that'll go. He's uh, ridiculous with separation as far as, you know, just how much separation he gets per play. Uh, he's up there with Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley. So obviously, you know, Bean and Dayball and McDermott know what they're doing. Like these guys are geniuses. Like, you know, you get the strong, athletic, fast, brilliant quarterback. Uh, and then you pair him up with uh the best wide receiver in the league and Stefan Diggs, uh, who didn't even know he was that until he played with Josh Allen, but he is, and I'm here to tell you that he is. Um, then you get the best slot receiver in the league who didn't, well, he was, he was up there before, but probably didn't know he was like the number one guy, but he is, and I'm here to tell you that he is. Um, and then you also go get you know, a fourth round rookie who might be the best of his class simply because he is playing with Josh Allen and he does have uh, a great, enormous set of uh, skills, a skill set. <laughs> he has a great skill set, uh, especially to be a fourth rounder. But I think, honestly, I think that came from just the fact that he was at USF. USF doesn't get any respect. Obviously, they went undefeated a, a few years ago and didn't even get to play in the championship game. So, um, things like that, you know, um, they, they just were, weren't respected. <clears throat> so, um, I think by extension, he wasn't respected as, as far as his draft status went. So I feel like he's a lot better than where he was drafted, but in any case, I think he'll end up being a lot better than maybe what he could have been otherwise, simply from playing in this environment this regime and you know with with this group of guys um you know the these group of guys know how to develop players um and we've seen that with josh allen uh you know so uh, as going forward you know we have a lot of guys that have a lot of talent that um ha aren't quite there yet as far as putting it all together but they're getting there and <clears throat> if those guys can be anything like josh and get there then we could have a dominant core you know, that rivals that of, like, <clears throat> the prime Steelers, or as far as, like, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, and then having that, that great defense, um, you know, we've got guys like Devin Singletary, uh, Stephon, or I'm sorry, Gabriel Davis, obviously Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen, Zach Moss, Dawson Knox, I like Tommy Sweeney. I, I hope he comes back in. I hope he's productive. I, I like him. Um, people are really excited about Isaiah Hodges. Um, there's, there's a lot of guys um, that have a lot of potential, that have a lot of skill. So I'm excited about that. Um, then also, we have a new tight end, uh, Jacob Hollister. He played at Wyoming with Josh, uh, and he's been pretty good in Seattle. Like, uh, when, when we first signed him, I didn't quite know who he was, um, but, you know, I looked up his numbers, and, and he's, he's pretty decent. He's, he's comparable to Dawson Knox, and we know who Dawson Knox is. You know, Dawson Knox is 
probably better than what his numbers are as far as skill-wise goes. Uh, he is immensely talented. Uh, he just is, is, you know, a little... He's, he, he loses his focus uh, quickly sometimes. And it can be frustrating, but, you know, um, I think that gets better with time. And I think he'll get there. Uh, so... I'm excited about that. Jacob Hollister coming to add some depth to our tight end room. And speaking of the rumors, uh, there was a rumors that Zach Ertz was supposed to be coming to Buffalo. It was Philly, you know, trying to trade Ertz to Buffalo and uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Now, Los Angeles Chargers went ahead and uh, signed Jared Cook. Which means that I don't know if they're necessarily in the running for a new tight end anymore, but we'll see what happens. Um, and it didn't end up happening. Now a lot of people think the deal is dead. I think it could end up. I think it could still end up happening. Um, the Eagles and the Bills make a lot of trades. Um, I think that on some level they have some, you know, a good relationship to a degree. I think that Brandon Bean is a genius, quite frankly. Uh, and I think that it, it'll get done at some point. Um, I don't think that Brandon Bean is willing to overpay. And he's proved that. He's proved he's not willing to overpay. He puts a value on a guy and he sticks to that value. And that's one of the things I most respect about him. You know, you have to respect it uh, because that's what you want your GM to do. You don't want your GM to be desperate and make moves that jeopardize the future of your franchise. Uh, you know, like people are trying to do with these quarterbacks comparing them to Josh Allen as far as production goes. Your quarterback is not going to be as good as Josh Allen. He's not going to develop like Josh Allen did. So please don't ruin your future thinking that your quarterback is going to be anything like Josh Allen. Okay. As far as just um, development, you know, I, I, I spoke about this on Twitter a little bit and, you know, I... I, I really think that what I said is absolutely true. Um, I can I can read the tweet for you guys. Um, I, I believe this wholeheartedly. I don't think I told any lies. Um, so what, what what I said was, um, and also you can follow me on Twitter is uh, ja seventeen mvp. So maybe I'm a little biased, <laughs> but like I said, I don't think anything that I said can be disputed. Uh, so here was the tweet. I think people are confusing Josh's rapid development with his talent level. Yes, it was a perfect storm landing in a great place that puts the QB in position to succeed and grow. But before he even stepped foot in Buffalo, people like Mel Kuyper Jr. were raving about how quickly he developed from the first day of senior bowl practice until his actual game. His wonderful scores are in the 90th percentile. He's humble and coachable. He's more athletic than your arm talent group, has more arm talent than your athletic group, and he is huge, he is fast, he is strong, he is smart, and he's a leader. That's all of those characteristics in one guy is nuts. Uh, to finish off the tweet, uh, I, I digress. Um, his teammates and fans often articulate how they'll go through a wall for him. His situation is for sure an anomaly, but only because he is the anomaly. You are not going to replicate the Josh Allen situation, so please don't bank on it and ruin your franchise. And I, I wholeheartedly believe that. A lot of GMs are thinking, oh, like, you know, uh, 
this guy, you can't look at him and not see Josh Allen. That is not gonna, that's not gonna work. It's not this time. Like, a lot of people didn't even believe in Josh Allen. Obviously, those of us who lived in Buffalo, the smart ones at least, could look at his skill set and go, wow, like, he's got something. Like, he, he can be special. It's all about if he can put it together. I don't think any of us expected him to put it together by the third season. I don't think he has it all together yet. That's the scary part. I think that he he was able to to, to tie it up, and you know he <laughs> he he had you know little pieces poking out here and there, like and you know he's trying to hold it all and maintain it all. But I don't think he has it all together yet. Hopefully, in his fourth season. He'll be polished and, you know, we'll, we'll get to see what peak Josh Allen looks like, or at least maybe a preview of what peak, because I'm sure we've got a preview of, of what peak Josh Allen could look like. Um, now, if he does that on a regular basis, then we get, you know, him at his best and the way Brady looks, he's been playing for two decades and, you know, <laughs> man, we could get two decades of this type of quarterback in which would be what the Bills fans deserve, honestly. Um, but we'll see what happens. Anyway, uh, back to the news from the week. Um, we had special teamers Taiwan Jones and Tyler Matakavich. Uh They both re-signed for uh, one-year deals. This is, you know, really great for the special teams unit. We have one of the top special teams units in the league. Um, that wasn't only because of Andre Roberts, obviously. Uh, we still haven't necessarily addressed the kick returner, punt returner, um, part of our, our franchise uh, of our team, but I think that'll I think that'll come soon. Um, people have been saying that Brandon Bean has been calling and offering low money one one year deals. Uh, you know, just come win the championship. You know, we're trying to win the championship. We need to accumulate talent. We've got almost everybody back. Obviously, we've lost John Brown, but we've replaced him with Emmanuel Sanders, who is at the very least a lateral move. Um, then we also lost uh, Corey Bork, as we replaced him this week with Matt Hawk, who's the punter from Miami. Uh, Dolphins fans seem to hate him. I, I mean, he seems like a fine punter to me. Um, he's done all those trick plays, uh, running through the middle, throwing passes to the kicker. Like, you know, he seems like a, like a pretty, you know, shifty guy. Um, and then for this team who, you know, we run a lot of trick plays and we do special team stuff sometimes. So, hey, maybe we might do more trick plays on special teams, which I would not be opposed to because honestly, I think we're that good. <laughs> Um, another guy who was replaced was uh, Matt Barkley. Um, that is very sad. I was a big fan of Matt Barkley. Um, if you listen to me on Billsology uh, with, you know, Keem, um, then, you know, you would have heard me say that I wanted the Bills to keep Matt Barkley. Um, but I understand the move. I do. Uh, I personally, you know, Josh speaks very highly of Matt Barkley and he feels really comfortable with Matt Barkley in the quarterback room so um I'm you know of the mindset keep your quarterback comfortable um but I understand this is you know 
business, you know, uh, and <clears throat> they feel like the quarterback is comfortable. They feel like the quarterback is good enough to the point where he doesn't need people mentoring him anymore. You know, now we need to uh, put talent behind him in case something happens to him. So um, on this, on the course of this uh, Super Bowl run, then, you know, he can, uh, you know, play hero ball for maybe, you know, a week or two. Come in in case anything happens to Josh knock on wood. Um, so uh, I understand the move. The, the signing, if I haven't mentioned, is Mitchell Trubisky, a quarterback from the Bears, number two overall pick. This guy was drafted ahead of Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes and, you know, guys like that. So, you know, it's pretty special. No, but uh, he didn't have a great run in Chicago. But um, with with this with, with this uh, coaching room, you're going to have Dayball, you're going to have Ken Dorsey. Um, I feel like it's going to be the best thing that ever happened to his career. And I feel like he's going to have a chance to go somewhere and start next year. A lot like Jameis Winston this year. I think, I think that there's going to be a massive improvement in Jameis Winston's play. And I think he's going to win the number one job easily. I think he's going to beat out Taysom Hill, who just got like $140 million or something crazy like that. Um, it's all fake money. But still, that number is just really, really crazy. Uh, I think that he's going to beat out Taysom Hill, and I think that he's going to be their franchise quarterback. I think that they got really, really lucky signing him. I think that Jameis is really talented, and um, we'll see what happens with that. But uh, Mitchell Trubisky is Josh Allen light. Not even light. He's like Josh Allen with no no sugar at all. <laughs> you know, like no flavor it's like water compared to Josh Allen but he has some of the same traits that uh you know Josh Allen does he can run not quite like Josh Allen but he can run uh, he has a nice little arm um so like obviously not like Josh Allen's but he does have some arm talent so he he you know if the if Josh Allen were to knock on wood get hurt or something, then the offense wouldn't necessarily have to change as much. It would it could stay pretty much the same. Um, so uh, hopefully that doesn't happen. But if it does happen, we know how to remedy the situation, basically. Uh, and we we have a good backup to hold the team steady while Josh is away. Now, uh, Levi Wallace signed another year. He's going to, you know, sign a one-year prove-it deal. And he is still the CB2 right now. They say he's going to, you know, duke it out with Dane Jackson. So we'll see what happens. Um, You know what? I was listening to Steve Tasker, and he said something really, really interesting that you know what, you, you kind of, like, I'm really, really hard on Levi, I, I basically coined the phrase Levi-ability, uh, Levi-ability Wallace, um, I, I just, you know, you get emotional, and, and pretty frustrated when you're watching the game, and, you know, you see him get torched, like, three, four plays in a row, so, uh, but, it, <laughs> 
it's just a you know an emotional fan thing but you know what uh steve tasker said a really good point he had a really good point he said that levi wallace was a undrafted free agent out of college he's played in 35 games in the nfl he started all 35 They've tried to replace him as the quarterback, too. You bring in guys to to do just that. Yet, he's still the quarterback, too. At cornerback, too, excuse me, every single week. So, you know, you can't be mad at Eli. You know, he may not be an elite corner, cornerback, but he is a lot better than, you know, the worst corners. He's a pretty good corner, honestly. He's an above-average corner, put it that way. And he's not the worst we can do. So if the floor is Levi Wallace, I'm, I'm more than fine with that. Um, I've actually become semi-Levi Wallace fan. Um, <laughs> over, I've had a change of heart. Um, so I, I look forward to him coming back. I do look forward to someone, um, you know, challenging him. Uh, Dane Jackson, I'm definitely looking forward to that. I think Dane Jackson is going to be a superstar if you haven't heard me say it. I, I say it quite often. But um, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. Lee, just, just transitioning to a trade real quick. Uh, Lee Smith was traded for a seventh rounder, which is absolutely nutty. I don't, I don't know how Bean does it, but he got value out of Lee Smith, which is... Like, Lee Smith was contemplating retirement. And I don't know if Atlanta just had a seventh rounder burning in their pocket they need to get rid of. But he is... That seventh rounder is now in Buffalo. And, you know, Lee Smith is now in Atlanta. Watch, that seventh rounder is going to turn into, like, a superstar or something. (laughs) This is such a weird trade. Like, why would you trade for Lee Smith? And I mean, Lee Smith is really talented, but like he's contemplating retirement. I don't understand. But in any case, uh, you know, Lee Smith it was beloved in the Bills community. You know, we all love Lee Smith. Um, and although it was frustrating to watch him play sometimes, uh, as far as just like penalties, sometimes it was uh, frustrating. But uh, we, we, you know, we love you, Lee. Um, good luck to you, you know, for the rest of your careers and, you know, the rest of your life, really, you know, you seem like a really great guy, you know, on the website, on the Twitter page, we posted, you know, a video of him talking to Josh and, you know, Josh had a bad play or a bad game or whatever it is. And, you know, he was just telling them, you know, you don't, you don't take the credit when we, when we do good. So don't feel like you need to take all the credit when we do that. And then I, I, you know, I appreciated it, you know, that, that, type of leadership is probably what made Josh Allen the leader he is today so if he contributed anything into making Josh what he is today then it is greatly appreciated so thank you Lee Smith uh, and yeah uh, good luck to you in your future endeavors so train wreck sports said that Sammy Watkins was in Buffalo and they said that, you know, their sources confirmed it. So that's interesting to me. I think that Sammy Watkins is one of the more underrated receivers in the league. Um, P. 
people have a hard time seeing talent for some reason. And Sammy Watkins had it. Sammy Watkins was, uh, honestly, I wanted to compare him up there with, you know, the Odell Beckhams and, and whatnot. Like, I felt like if he got a quarterback, then he would be up there with them. And then he just kept getting injured and uh, he got traded away eventually. And then he kept getting injured still and kept being, uh, I don't want to say mediocre, but definitely not what he, he definitely didn't reach his full potential. Um, so he, I'm still, I still think that his talent is, is up there or potentially could be. I, I think he has the tools to be better than what he has been he could live up to the number four overall or was he number four he was was a high first round pick um he could live up to that status uh and so he said on twitter that it's a possibility he could be back in buffalo that would be good for us you know maybe people don't like him for you know good reason because he you know didn't leave Buffalo on the best of terms but uh, he does have a great skill set and he could make our offense better now if he does come it probably means that we don't get Isaiah McKenzie back I don't want Sammy Watkins then because I'm all in on keep uh, McKenzie, hashtag keep McKenzie. I really want Isaiah McKenzie back. I feel like Isaiah McKenzie is, he, he, he really could be everything. You know, he could be like our Tyreek Hill, if not more. He could be like our Tavon Austin. You know, he could be kicker turner, punter turner, gadget guy, sweeps, jet sweeps, uh, counters, uh, reverses. He can throw, he can catch, he can run, he can, like, you know, like, Isaiah McKenzie is, I love Isaiah McKenzie, his personality, everything he brings to the locker room, everything he brings to just, you know, Bill's Mafia as a whole. So I'm all for keeping Isaiah McKenzie, but if my Isaiah McKenzie is to leave, then wouldn't mind having Sammy Watkins on the roster. Sammy Watkins is... Like I said, he's just super talented, and I think that he's a lot better than what he's shown and what people give him credit for. So, uh, we got Ertz possibly coming in to Buffalo. I think that he makes our offense the best offense in the league. I think that he becomes Travis Kelsey in our offense. I think he becomes one of the best tight ends in, in the world in our offense. You look at Stephon Diggs, and Stephon Diggs was obviously on his way to you know, being something great, whether he was going to play with Josh or not, but it, it it rapidly accelerated that thought that he was going to be great when he played with Josh, for sure. So, um, I think that Zach Ertz is a little older, but I think that he, him coming to Buffalo, I think that he would definitely accelerate his potential as well. And uh, he, he probably reached his peak or full potential uh, in that season where he was uh, all pro with the Eagles uh, when Carson Wentz was balling out. But now that's Josh Allen. What everybody thought Carson Wentz was and was going to be, this is what Josh Allen currently is. 
So I think he could be just as great. Not to mention, when you look at the season he was with Philadelphia, who was his teammates? Like Nelson Aguilar and uh, I don't even remember the rest of those guys. Like, it wasn't like a great, great group of guys. You know, it was, uh, you know, they all balled out of their minds that year. Oh, Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, they all balled out of their minds that year, but I don't think they were the top talent, not even close to the talent we had. Uh, Stefan Diggs, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, Gabe Davis, Dawson Knox. <laughs> uh, uh, um, I'm sorry, Devin Singletary, Zach Moss. Uh, if you know you pay attention to Bill's Mafia, Travis Etienne you would be like the fourth or fifth option here. So you'd be always wide open. And Josh loves to find his tight end in the middle of the field. If he had a more consistent tight end, that would probably work out well better. Um, and Dawson can be that. It's just about when. When are you going to you know, develop and step up and, and you know, reach your full potential? When are you going to, you know, you know, he seems to lose focus sometimes. And, uh you know, we need him locked in. You know, we've seen what he can do when he's locked in. So then, you know, I think if you if you put him in a position to learn from Zach Ertz, oh my goodness, you you set it yourself up for for two generations of greatness like that. You know, Zach Ertz finishes his career in Buffalo, or maybe plays one or two years. Either way, the rest of the AFC has been super busy uh, this off season. Patriots ranked first in PFF offseason improvement index uh, the Jets rank fifth and the Dolphins rank seventh the Bills are you know not obviously haven't improved uh, a super huge amount uh, because we haven't really changed our roster very much outside of signing Emmanuel Edwards Emmanuel Sanders excuse me Matt Hat, Matt Hawk uh, Jacob Hollister and then there's one other guy I'm forgetting uh, but you know we, we haven't signed anybody new very pretty much uh, we've got the same roster so obviously we wouldn't make this um, list you know the, the Buccaneers are around the same spot as us right underneath us actually and obviously they haven't changed their roster very much but they won the Super Bowl last year so um, yeah I don't think that's too much to worry about people are really concerned about the Patriots you know getting so much better the Dolphins getting so much better the Jets getting so much better but I don't think you know you shouldn't necessarily have to worry about it Patriots signed you know a couple good tight ends John Smith uh, and um, you know Hunter Henry from um, LA and great tight ends I was hoping that we could get one but the fact that we get and get one is fine. Um, I think that the Patriots will be good this year. Um, they were seven and nine last year. I can see maybe uh, nine and eight this year, maybe ten and seven, something like that. Um, Cam's still their quarterback. They might make another you know, change there. We'll see what happens. They probably draft someone, um, which Cam will probably beat them out in training camp to start the season at the very least but we'll see what happens um i don't think that overall there's anything to worry about i think that a lot of teams have improved for sure um especially in the afc the jaguars went crazy in free agency uh the raiders went crazy they made some 
pretty decent moves that, that looked bad at first, but I think they got it together, you know, to a degree. The Browns made some pretty good moves. So, um, I think it's going to be a good year. The Colts, obviously, they were on the right there, you know, three points away from us uh, after a wild card game, and they just added Carson Wentz. So, you know, obviously, they objectively may got better we'll, we'll see what happens we'll see how he gels with them um but i think that carson was is talented and i think he'll get it together in indianapolis but in any case uh we're we're the top dog you know uh, the chiefs are the top dog obviously but you know we're right there um we're coming for them so i'm excited and last but not least i want to send very happy birthday to coach sean mcdermott uh sean mcdermott has been you know, you know, everybody praises Brandon Bean, rightfully so. He deserves a lot of credit, but Sean McDermott was the, the, the thing that saved his franchise. He came in, you know, 17 years of not making the playoffs. Made the playoffs his very first year. He got people to, to play way above their weight class, and he got, you know, the most production, you know, out of some players that probably wouldn't typically produce the way that they do on his team. Um, four years, three playoff appearances. Only time he didn't make the playoffs was when he had a brand new rookie quarterback. Still won six games, and that quarterback was injured for you know a good part of the season. So <laughs> you know, you never know. He, I mean, I don't think we would have made the playoffs that year, but we did blow off the Vikings. The Vikings were good that year. I, I, anyway, it's all speculation. Uh, He's, you know, just an incredible coach. Uh, you know, he changed this franchise around. He's got us going in, you know, an upward trajectory. It's not even an incline. Like, it's it's a straight <laughs> vertical line. Like, you know, we've, ra- we've improved rapidly from a team that hadn't made the playoffs in 20 years to a team in the AFC Championship game in four years is absolutely nuts. Um, so... All the thanks to you, Coach Sean McDermott. Uh, really appreciate you. Appreciate you guys listening to the Windshield Factor podcast. Uh, appreciate you guys supporting Built in Buffalo. So please continue to do that. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. Hit me up on Twitter, Josh Allen. Or I'm sorry, JA17 MVP. Uh, follow Built in Buffalo. Built in Buffalo uh, underscore. Thanks so much for listening.